0: If you have your Bible, turn to Mark chapter nine, Mark chapter nine. I'm going to start at verse 14. Mark chapter nine, starting at verse 14, if you've got it, say amen. This is what the word of the Lord declares, it says, and when he Jesus came to the disciples, he saw a great multitude around them and scribes disputing with them immediately when they saw him, all the people were greatly amazed and running to him, greeted him, and he asked the scribes, what are you discussing with them? Then one of the crowd answered and said, teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit. And wherever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. He answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Then they brought him to him. And when he saw Jesus, immediately the spirit convulsed him and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. I want to talk to you for a few moments today from the subject, the unbelieving believer, the unbelieving believer. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the time that we get to come into your house and gather in your name. Your word declares that where two or three are gathered together in your name that you are there in the midst of them. So today, more than any man, more than any person, we honor your presence. We honor your spirit. God, I pray that the word that is about to be delivered would not fall on deaf ears, but that it would fall deep on the tables of our heart. Lord, convict us, challenge us, and change us by your spirit and by your word. We pray all of this in your name, Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, the unbelieving believer. believer. Now look at your other neighbor and say, "Do do you believe? I find it quite ironic that many believers in today's world seem to not believe God for anything Anymore, If you call yourself a believer, it would be fit for you to believe God. It just makes sense because you call yourself a believer. And I find that it seems that we only believe God for the things that he's given us the ability to do. And if God has given me the ability to do it, I don't need faith for it. I'm all about having faith, I'm all about believing, but if God has put it in my hands and He's commanded me to do it, then I should stop sitting back waiting on God to do everything when God has called me to stand up and do something because because we are believers and we ought to believe. We are believing God to do things that He has commanded us to do. Can I give you some examples? We pray, Lord, I just believe that my children will serve the Lord. But they don't even see you open your Bible. They don't even hear you pray. They see you sit out of church. But then we pray, God, we, we believe they're going to serve you. But but they're watching you. And what you don't understand is that kids will be what they see. So there is a responsibility on your end instead of just sitting back and waiting on God to do it all. God, I believe that you're going to give me more money. Someone say amen. amen. I believe you're going to give me more money, but you don't even manage the money you have now faithfully and with wisdom. And And why would God give you more if you don't know how to handle what you've got? God, I believe you're going to promote me at my job. You're going to give me a raise. I believe that you're going to make me the owner of the company. I speak in faith. You're going to make me and, and promote me up, but you don't even show up on time. You don't even treat your co-workers with respect. I'm trying to explain to you that everything is not in God's hands. Sometimes he puts something in your hands and tells you to be faithful with it. And if you will be faithful with it, then I will give you more. But until I see you handling what I gave you with wisdom and faithfulness, I cannot entrust you with more. The unbelieving believer. So I am a firm believer, that when you faithfully do what you can, God will do what you cannot. If you will be faithful with the natural, God will put his super on your natural and make supernatural. But if you don't learn how to be faithful where you are, and if you don't learn how to be obedient where you are, God cannot give you more. I'm just trying to explain that some things do not require faith and belief as much as they require being a faithful steward. And I'm not just trying to preach a message on stewardship. All I'm trying to say is that God doesn't bless lazy. You have to be diligent. You have to be obedient where you are. The unbelieving believer. So if you are not going to believe, quit calling yourself a believer. Because then you find yourself in the boat of the unbelieving believer. In other words, if you don't have it in stock, take it off of your sign. If it's not in stock, take it off of your sign. That's what believers do. We believe. We believe that God is who He says He is. We believe that He is still a miracle worker. We believe that He is still a way maker. We believe that He is still high and lifted up. And if you're not going to believe what you say you believe, then don't call yourself a believer. That's what believers do. We believe. And you are always, I want to tell you this, you are always doing one of two things. You are always either believing God will, or you're believing God won't. One of two things. You're always either believing God will, or you're believing God won't. Do you believe? And it's my prayer today that the believer who is going through the motions, who finds themselves in the boat of the unbelieving believer it's my prayer that you after today would no longer go through the motions but that you would develop within your heart and you would develop within your spirit a fire that cannot be contained it should be like fire shut up in your bones that you cannot contain you should be so crazy about the word of god that you can't keep it to yourself if you're keeping it to yourself i would dare to say that you are an unbelieving believer it's time that we develop some fire it's the it's time that we develop some commitment it's time that we develop some boldness and quit waiting on god to do everything for us Can we become a people who believe for crazy things? Can we become a a people who believe in the Word of God? That's what we do. We believe in the Spirit, the power, and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Do I have any believers in this place today that knows that God is who God says He is? Somebody take 10 seconds. Open up your mouth and give Jesus a great big praise. May we get away from doubt and unbelief and become a people of faith that still believe in miracles, signs, and wonders. May God develop within our DNA a crazy faith that cannot be contained where we see things break out like as in the days of old may we believe for a revival to break out again may we believe for miracle signs and wonders to break out again may we believe for people to be filled with the holy ghost again may we believe in the power of God once again and many people they find themselves as an unbelieving believer because you come into church and and the preacher prophesies breakthrough over you, but then you you go home and you don't you don't experience breakthrough. You break down and 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 you find yourself unbelieving and you find yourself doubting, wondering if God's word is true. You find yourself in the boat of the unbelieving. Believer, you come in church and you get a high, a spiritual high, then you go home and your circumstances don't line up with what you heard the preacher say and, and then you find yourself as an unbelieving believer and I'm not saying that it's easy to believe all the time I promise I don't believe that but I do I do believe that God is greater than my circumstances and there are times when my circumstances make me question some things but then I stand on the Word of God and though I've heard the promise I may not have seen it come to pass but in that place I say yes in the middle I don't stop saying yes because my circumstances don't line up I say yes when it's not easy I say yes when it's not fun and if you can learn to develop the commitment to say yes in the middle you will see God work in your life in a greater way somebody shout yes it is not your responsibility to perform the miracle it is your responsibility to believe for the miracle, quit trying to take God's job from him. I understand that there are times where we want to control everything. We want our hands on everything. But I do believe that there are times and situations where God is saying, just let me do what I do. Let me be God. Because I have learned that God can be God better than I can be God. And he can do his job better than I can do his job. So I've learned to just take my hands off of the situation and let God do what God does. The Bible says that the Lord will fight for you you need only to be still so I really just wanted to encourage somebody and remind somebody today that God has the final say I really don't know what you're facing and I don't know what you're going through and I don't know what you walked in with but if I can give you a simple reminder that God has the final say your circumstances do not have the final say, the doctor does not have the final say I know a God in heaven that has the final say and if you can stand on the word And believe the word of God, it will come to pass. God has the final say. We're getting back to glory this year, right? Getting back to glory. But if we are going to get back to glory, we must get back to believing. And if we are going to get back to believing, we must get back to the book. Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So could it be that there are some churches across the body of Christ that don't experience power because they don't preach the word? We have to quit compromising the gospel because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And if we would preach the word, we would get power. And if we would preach the word, we would get faith. And then we would see miracles, signs and wonders break out again. But we must get back to believing the book if we're going to get back to glory. The size of your belief, hear me, the size of your belief. Determines the size of your God. If you want to experience a little God. Give him a little belief to work with. But if you want to experience a great big God. Then give him a great big belief to work with. The size of your belief. Determines how much of God you experience in your life. And can I also say that your belief must change your behavior. This is the part that's not popular. We shout about miracles, signs and wonders, but when it comes to changing the way that you live, it gets real quiet and nobody wants to say anything. Anymore, But I just wonder if I'm in a group of people and if I'm in a church where people love to live holy. I wonder if I'm around a group of people that still believe that holiness is still right and sin is still wrong. And sin will get you sent to hell, which is why Jesus had to suffer and die on the cross. And he did not suffer a cruel death for you to live any old way that you want to live. There is a standard, and I'm not preaching legalism, but there is a standard of, of holiness that God requires from his people. Can we get back to the word? Your belief must change your behavior. If your belief is not strong enough to push you to works, then did you really believe? If your belief did not change your behavior, then you did not get born again. If you are really born again, it will change who you are. Old things are passed away and all things become new. You, You must believe except a man be born again. He cannot see the kingdom of God. If your belief does not change your behavior, then did you really believe? You see, my works don't make me believe. My belief makes me work. My works don't bring about salvation. My salvation brings about works. I, I work because I'm saved. I, w- I want to just give you an example. And I, don't, I hope this doesn't come across as offensive, but I'm going to say it anyways. If you, if you see a pregnant woman does not have to go around telling everyone they're pregnant. You can see and tell that they're pregnant when you look at them a true believer does not have to go around telling everybody that i'm a believer i should be able to tell that you're a believer when i look at you i should be able to have one conversation with you and know where you stand in your relationship with god let me say it another way i'm going to continue to tell the people that i love that i love them but i shouldn't have to tell them that i love them for them to know that I love them. They should know that I love them by how I treat them and what I do for them and by the conversations that I have with them because because the fruit, listen, the fruit is proof of the root. Fruit is proof of the root. I should be able to tell by the fruit that you produce that you are rooted in Christ. You don't have to go around telling everyone how deep and spiritual you are. If you are actually deep and spiritual, your life will speak for itself. Your belief must change your behavior. I don't want to hear how much you love Jesus and then hear you cuss in the same conversation. I don't want to hear you talk about how much you love Jesus and then in another conversation I hear you gossiping about somebody. I, I don't want to hear it. I Quite frankly, I don't care if you can speak in tongues if you gossip in English. I don't care if you can speak in tongues if you cuss in English. I don't, I really don't want to hear it and what you don't understand is that when you do that not only are giving are you giving yourself a bad reputation but when you place faith in Christ the name of Jesus is written on you and when that happens and your reputation is ruined then not only is your reputation ruined but you are affecting the reputation of Jesus Christ because you are his representative and when people see you they know you go to church and they know what you believe and then they see you acting that way then they don't want anything to do with it because you're an unbelieving believer the problem in many churches is that we have a bunch of Christian atheists walking around a Christian atheist is someone who believes in God but they live like they don't are you in that boat today your belief must change your Behavior your belief must change your religious self-righteous attitude The moment that you view yourself as spiritually superior You officially become spiritually inferior and the moment that you view yourself as spiritually better than you officially become spiritually less than the moment that you've got it all figured out you no longer have it all figured out. And the moment you have it all together, you no longer have it all together. It's time to break out of your religious attitude and box. So many Christians get held back and they stay in bondage to religion and they stay in bondage to tradition. And there's nothing wrong with religion in and of itself. The problem is when you elevate religion over the move of God. There's nothing wrong with traditions in and of themselves. The problem is when you elevate the traditions of man above the commandments of God. You gotta break out of your religious box. You're not the only one that's right. You're not the only one that has a relationship with Jesus Christ. What about your brothers and sisters in Christ? What happened to being kingdom minded? What happened to a spirit of unity? Because my God does not pour his spirit out on division. My God pours his spirit out on unity. If your church is the only church that's right, then your church is wrong. If your God only moves at your church, then you serve a little God. I believe in a great big God that moves not only here in this body of believers, but a God that moves across the body of Christ. I serve a great big God that moves not only here, but moves everywhere that he is welcomed in. Do you believe in a great big God today? Can we please get away from religion? Can we please get away from legalism? And believe in the move of God? Once again, somebody give Jesus praise. John chapter 11. Verse 40, John chapter 11, verse 40. It says, Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? If you would believe, you would see the glory of God. Believing comes before seeing. If you would believe, you would see the glory of God. You have to believe it before you see it. You have to see it with your spiritual eyes before you can see it with your natural eyes. You have to believe it before you see it. The world says, I'll believe it when I see it. The kingdom of God says, I'll see it when I Believe it. You must stand on the word and believe it until you see that thing come to pass in your life. If you want to see God do it this time, you've got to recall what he did last time. The same God that healed you last time can heal you this time. The same God that brought you out ten years ago is the same God today. The Bible says that my God does not change. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forevermore if he did it before he can do it again The same God that was there last time is the same God that's here today He does not change Matthew 17:20. so Jesus said to them because of your unbelief For assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain. I said, you will say to this mountain. Sometimes you got to speak to your mountain. You will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. Quit telling God about your mountain and start telling your mountain about your God. Your God is big and your God is great. And I don't know what you're facing, but the power of death and life is in your tongue. And sometimes you gotta speak to it and say, I shall not die, but I shall live and declare the works of the Lord. You gotta speak to your mountain. I don't know what it is, but everyone has a mountain that you need to speak to. And sometimes you gotta speak directly to it. It might sound spiritual, it might sound weird, but sometimes you gotta speak to Cancer. And say, Cancer, I know a lot of people talk about you. I know a lot of people give you credit and recognition for the damage that you do. But Cancer, I've got a question for you. Have you ever heard of a man named Jesus? Sometimes you got to speak to depression and say, depression, have you ever heard of a man named Jesus? The joy of the Lord is my strength. And in his presence is fullness of joy. Sometimes you got to speak to anxiety and say, Anxiety, have you ever met the Prince of Peace? If I keep my mind stayed on him, he will keep me in perfect peace. Does anybody know Jesus in this place? The devil doesn't belong on your back. The devil belongs under your feet. The devil doesn't belong in your mind. The devil belongs under your feet. The devil doesn't belong in your body. The devil belongs under your feet. The band is coming up. I'm not going to be much longer. I will. I will. Listen, if you want to believe again and break out of being an unbelieving believer, if you want to believe again, you must surround yourself with other believers. I don't have anything deep for you today. I'm just telling you that you must surround yourself with other believers. Listen, I don't just ask anyone for prayer. I ask a select few people who know how to pray and get a prayer through and, who, and know how to believe God that he is going to do what he said i want to ask for prayer for from people who know how to get in their prayer closet and get a hold of god on my behalf i don't just ask for prayer from people who say they'll pray but won't pray i know who i can go to i know who i can believe with and connect my faith with because the bible says that if any two of you touch and agree on earth concerning anything that they ask it will be done for them by my father In heaven and the problem with many people and the reason that your prayers might not be being answered is because you're touching and not agreeing you're touching and disagreeing because the faith that you have they don't have and you're touching and disagreeing and now the prayer is hindered you've got to find somebody that can agree with you The Bible says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have. Somebody say, he will have whatever he says. John 7, 38, Jesus said, He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Romans chapter 4, verse 20, he did not waver. I said he did not waver. At the promise of God through unbelief but was strengthened in faith giving glory to God mark chapter 16 verses 17 through 18 you know this and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name shall they cast out devils they shall speak with new tongues They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. I want to finish with this, that signs and wonders will follow those who believe. Don't follow the signs. Don't follow the wonders. Follow Jesus, and the signs and wonders will follow you. Quit seeking after the signs and the extra stuff. If you will get your priorities right and follow Jesus, the other stuff will follow you. When I follow Jesus, other things begin to follow me. But you've got to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the other things will be added. Everyone standing to your feet. We're about to open up these altars if you need prayer for anything. Can I finish with this, Jesus, this is who Jesus is, whatever you're going through, Jesus is the answer to the cancer, the solution to the pollution, and the hope dealer to the dope dealer. That's who Jesus is to us.